A Dad's Net original podcast. Welcome, gentlemen, to the Loose Dads podcast. It's only Loose Dads again. Yeah. There's three of us this week, but usually four blokes sitting around talking a load of rubbish. Uh, this is Loose Dads from Dadsnet, and it's the week in which we found out, sadly, uh, that Bill Treacher, Arthur Fowler from EastEnders, had died. So today I'm going to introduce the panel as EastEnders characters. Um, here we go. Unfortunately, Brad's not here, but if he was here... I'd say that there was an air of malevolence in the room. You knew something bad was going to happen. He's nasty, Nick. He's got to be nasty, Nick, right? Nice, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Hello, yeah. darling. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what South African character you were going to pull out. Of that. <laughs> I hadn't even chosen. There w- I think there was one. I think it was a bloke called something Wilmot Brown, James Wilmot Brown. I've got an idea it might have been South Africa. Oh, I don't know. Jump in the comments if you're watching and you know who the South African was in. <laughs> it's yes. got to have been one. And I'm not Probably even right. sure because, you know, I'm not a massive fan of it, but, you know, everyone knows the classics. By the way, we stream this live on a Tuesday night. So there are people watching live and able to chip in 8.30 every Tuesday night. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, that's great as well. But, you know, try the live stream one week. You might like it. Um, Jack, if I was to say you were a, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, an extended mm-hmm. character, who, mm-hmm. who might you think I might go for? Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> you would go for Phil Mitchell or Grant Mitchell. I have uh, written down here, uh, the third Mitchell brother. Yeah, yeah. Hey. yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you're a good mechanic. Of course. Yeah, that's the only reason. Because you're a good mechanic. I could have been Minty. You could have been. Look, oh, you, minty quality Pe- character. That's Peter in the Facebook comments has also gone with Mitchell brother. He knew that straight away. Yeah. <laughs> I like to be obvious. Um, there's no other reason why the not quite as hirsute as once he might have been yeah. Jack would be one of the <laughs> Mitchell brothers. Um, Sparky, we know, is a very small man. He's a very short man, and he's very teeny oh. tiny. So sp- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sparky's little Willie. Who's who's little the Willie? Dog. It was a dog. It was oh. Ethel's dog. Mate, I had high hopes for Patrick Truman. I'm gutted I wasn't Patrick Truman. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing you've ever said has been true, man. So you know, <laughs> I also don't think you've ever been as cool as Patrick Truman. No, I wish. <laughs> I wish, man. Everyone because- calls my dad Patrick Truman to me. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm the father figure of this podcast, I like to think that I'm Frank Butcher. And I also like to stand wearing nothing but a revolving bow tie as well. So that fits hey. also. I'm so glad this podcast shoulders up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is a reason for that. And it's the restraining order. That I got. <laughs> uh, on the way, we're going to be answering a big question of the week from the Dad's Net social media. We're also going to be finding out how we're getting on with this reading study. But first of all, let's do the news. Um, multiple arrests have been made after a second day of widespread disruption by protesters on the M25. The motorway was blocked and gantries were climbed in Essex, Hertfordshire, Kent and Surrey by activists from Just Stop Oil. Um, they said the action was to demand that the government halts all new oil and gas licences and consents. Now, 
the world is burning, right? We know that for a fact. Oil is not going to be the way forward forever. So they have a point. However, they're making people very angry. Mm. As people are pointed out in the articles that I've read about it, they're finding the people with the worst sob stories and getting them to comment. So people who, you know, are off to kind of see dying relatives or going to funerals and stuff and are late because of the protests on the M25. Um, and so I don't know if that's particularly fair reporting because there might well be people in those queues that go, yeah, okay, they've got a good point. You know, it's annoying. It is irritating, but kind of that's the point of a protest, isn't it? But there also might be people in that in that queue going, "Me chips are getting cold. Come on, I've hey. got to get home." No one wants sweaty chips, though, mate. If you've got a takeaway <laughs> on the go and you get stuck in traffic, that's proper annoying. Um, I, I, like, I don't know how I feel about this because I feel like everybody sort of feels the same. They, we know climate change is a problem. Like we know, like we we don't. No one really knows the instant answer to fix it. We know we've got to do it slowly. And also, how else are they going to get your attention unless they do big things like this? Mm -hmm. You know, this is Stop Oil I'm talking about here. But the inconvenience it causes is counterproductive because people just get angry at them and forget the message because they're furious that someone's made them late for a funeral or they've got sweaty chips. Like, you know what I mean? Especially in this climate, you know, you could say it's like um, pouring oil on the fire. You hey. could. You really could. <laughs> They'd probably be against that as well. Woke karates. <laughs> but, uh, but I can't think of a better way. Like, I, 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 uh, this is what I mean. Like, I, I agree with the, their message. I know that we all need to do better to save the planet. And yeah, probably oil is a good place to start. But, but I, I, you, you're not going to just listen to someone who starts a conversation in a pub about this. Like, I would say that. You'd be like, oh, bore off, will you, mate? Like, I'm just trying to have a good night out. Like, But that's not where the change needs to happen, you know? Like, I can sign as many Greenpeace petitions as, as I like, but it's that's not where the change needs to happen. What people need to realise is that people protesting on the M25 and blocking roads and stuff like that aren't doing it to inconvenience you. They're doing it to grind things to a halt, like you being pissed off is what they want essentially because a whole bunch of pissed off people is what's going to get them, get governments and higher ups to take action. So what they, they want to do is, yeah, is to, to get people angry and then them channel that anger towards the politicians who aren't doing anything at the moment though a lot of it is just bouncing back onto the protesters yeah and and that's, and, that's the problem and it, that it is, doesn't work that <laughs> is a problem. problem but then as you say you know the, the point of a protest is to inconvenience people like when people go well you can't go on strike go on strike when it's not going to inconvenience people and you think well that's there's no point in going mm. on strike then because you're not making you're not using that power so it's a really really tough one i i mean there's a lot of nuanced argument here uh, I did ask Brad for five words to uh, give us his point of view. Because <laughs> he's, he's usually the counterpoint in these sort of arguments. Uh, his five words, what a bunch of wankers. So there you go. That's what he had to say. Oh, I thought that was his message to us. Yeah, I did actually think that was just a yeah, genuine okay. message to the group about us a lot. But it makes sense now. Well, but no, I, I, to be fair, um, Al, the god of the dad's net, has said that's also Brad's thoughts on countless other things in five words. He just picks it up and drops it wherever he needs it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it loaded, copy and paste. Yeah. 
so, uh, so do you really think though that that's going to like? I, I just think, how do we move forward with this? Because I, I, I do. I want to move forward with helping save the planet, but and I just don't know. The government aren't going to listen, man. They don't listen when in in so many ways. And the, the pro, the M twenty five, the people getting angry about that. I don't know how that's going to make Rishi Sunak start making the right decisions because it's like, not. You you got to hit people in the pockets. Like yeah, that's, schools that's are the skin. only way change is going to happen. You know, schools are skin, the NHS is skin, and they're not changing anything there. So I, I just, I, I, you know, and I'm and I'm on the side. I am all on the side of this, and all on the side of. So because I, 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 I was know. just going to say I'm, what, I'm the gov- <laughs> what the government is doing though is rather than going, oh god, yeah, we need to stop this. They're doubling down then on attacking, and they're doing the populist thing and going, yeah, aren't they annoying? Oh, we should ban protests, shouldn't we? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. No. Yeah about protests which it shouldn't be and the fact that any in any civilized country is thinking of banning protests is outrageous the argument should be god yeah we need to get these people round the table to help us come up with a solution but they're not because it's easier to just go yeah they're right aren't they these uh, these tofu eating people who are causing all these issues and we've got this this comment it says there are better ways of protesting like bro- blocking up the motorway at rush hour having cars sat there with their engine running is counter counterproductive i see what you mean but their protest isn't just about you know a couple of hours of cars running their engines on the motorway there's about the bigger picture of the planet yeah okay there will be slightly more pollution because of this protest but in the scheme of things that's not really the big issue yeah like what they're saying is that individual action like that isn't what is going to make the difference they're not trying to get your attention they're trying to get the attention of the higher ups so why don't they protest by gluing themselves to 10 downing street and saying we won't move until you let us in and we change the signing um, of the paper because there's men with guns Right. Okay. Okay. So I don't know then the houses of parliament or whatever, you know, like they have to still drive their cars to get there or what have you. Right. They, and this is, this, I mean, I, this is absolutely just me throwing this out there as an idea. I don't know if this yeah, is doable yeah. or not. I'm just like, I'm saying I, I'm, I'm with the people who are angry about it. Like the people who are commenting on this as well. And I'm also with the, the protesters. I, you know, I'm a fence sitter in most arguments actually. And I'm like, I'm here going, we, we need a problem solved here. But like you say, the higher ups are the ones that can do something about it. So let's handcuff ourselves to Rishi Sunak until he does something about it. You know, I don't know what pissing people off who you want on your side is is gonna do. Like in in that point, yeah, like I I'm not. That's I'm, a fair I'm not, point to be made. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a it's a perfect way of doing it. I'm just I'm just saying that's what they're trying to do. I would and, say that the conversation isn't going to happen and. Yeah unless these things happen and you know maybe it is working because the conversation is happening and long after mm-hmm. those people are pissed off because they've got sweaty chips they'll <laughs> still be thinking about okay yeah well can we stop using oil i don't know so maybe maybe it will work in the long run but in the short term it seems to just not be working very hard the problem is it's got that it's got that divisive nature about it doesn't it it's not it's not educating anyone in the public it's not it's not buying them any goodwill it's just adding you know i said it before adding fuel to the fire of the divisive politics in this country at the moment can i also just say though thank you for choosing to do it 
12 hours after I went through the Dartford crossing yesterday <laughs> <laughs> because, because I had a long drive back. I went to, I, I met Jack in Tunbridge Wells. Me and me and mm. Jack had a day out in Tunbridge Wells, Sparky. You should have joined us, but you know, <laughs> I was supposed to, but the, you know, the train strikes, they affected yeah. that. So selfish uh, train what? drivers. Uh, selfish. See what I mean? I mean, I want the drivers to get a pay rise, but I also <laughs> wanted to be in Tunbridge Wells. I got severe FOMO guys. See what I mean? <laughs> It's it's very posh. You should go sometime. I don't know if they'd let you in, but... um, I'm thinking, mate. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I had like a five-hour drive back to Yorkshire yesterday. And if I'd have have been stopped, I might have cried. So (laughs) it was good because I got going and it was Mm. okay. I I got back from Tunbridge Wells about 45 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Did you? Wow. Yep. So I'm tired. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Like, let's just get this thing done so i can go and lie down please let's do, yeah. get the podcast on guys no, I, I just want to i just want to wrap up this um this bit on protests by telling you my claim to fame related okay. to protests oh, come on jack do you remember when uh extinction rebellion blocked the roads last time around the m25 and yeah. everyone got so angry uh, a woman drove her car into two of the protesters mm-hmm my mum's cousin was one of those protesters. Really? Whoa. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! She's uh, she's done quite a lot of Extinction Rebellion stuff. She's dressed as Mother Earth and thrown oil over buildings in Cambridge and uh, been arrested numerous times now. Really? Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Some bit of radicalism in your family then. I know. I know. Hey. I'm probably on a watch list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, has any have anyone has anyone been on a um uh, a watch a list before or a, a watch oh. list but we could all have been anyone been on a march a protest anything like that i went on the no. um anti-iraq war one in 2000 and whatever it was okay uh, and what happened uh i forget what the result of that was <laughs> i think they stayed out of iraq and everything was fine okay um, yeah, yeah, yeah didn't yeah. stir up any problems and leave lots of issues <laughs> so that was pretty I, good i mean similar issue there isn't it oil money. yes yeah, yeah. hey yeah. no they don't really give a shit what you think do they <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they did not listen very hard mm. um sparky have you got a new story oh I have, Jim. It's oh, good that you asked me. <laughs> Sorry. Surprise. Hey, hey, it's funny you should ask, Jim, uh, because I do have a news story. Bear with whilst I get it. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you see, you, you made that joke about be, being unexpected and then you didn't actually have it ready. <laughs> like, wait, you wait, you didn't it? know it was going to happen. I've got to unlock my iPhone. And for some reason, every time, every week, my uh, face ID stops working and I've got to put my pin code in when we're doing the podcast. But here we go, guys. Um, so anyone who's holding out to Christmas for new underwear, um, mm-hmm. a news article has come out because people are shocked to learn how long you should actually keep a pair of pants for. Now, thinking of your underwear drawer right now, <laughs> what's the oldest pair you might, you, you know, you're aware of living in that underwear drawer right now? Well, okay. I can tell you what the newest pair is probably 11 months because that's when last Christmas was. So <laughs> <laughs> the oldest pair. Yeah, is be- there a pair that you look you look and you think oh cool i've had them a while i should probably chuck them out soon but you just you know they, they stay in the cycle because you're desperate um i did i did out of a turf out actually a couple of years ago so probably there might not be anything more than about three or four years but you okay know, in in the past there has been 
older ones than that, but you know. So three or four years, Jim, just put that down. Just quickly ask you, uh, do you think you're in the time zone of how long you should actually keep a pair of pants? Or do you, you, know, <laughs> do you think you're in the scientific uh, safe zone? <laughs> I mean, I, d- I can tell the way you're leading me. The answer is probably no, but I would like to think yes. I would yeah. think, yeah, come on, four years. Also come on. In, the planet's in burning. We've already ascertained that. <laughs> we well, haven't got time for new pants. So I'm 33. I graduated when I was 21. And I still somewhere have what? a pair of boxers that I bought at my graduation <laughs> with the university name on. Have they got... They're, they're not in regular oh. rotation because oh, okay. I am not the same size as I was when I was two. <laughs> you should be so lucky, mate. <laughs> have they even got a gooch in them? Because like you would have worn it away. <laughs> That's like, the first bit that goes on mine. First bit that goes. That's it. Is that it, mate? Bragging. <laughs> <laughs> so the actual time that you should keep a pair of boxers is, or underwear is... Six to twelve months. No, no, no. Which exactly, which means literally my whole underwear drawer needs binning, according to this article. Yeah, but who was this written by? Was this written by like Oddballs or one of those subscription pants companies? No, some uh, someone in Pennsylvania who was doing some uh, research. Like, it's just like um, I. Sorry, I I don't trust anyone who's doing research into underwear. It's. Well, it's a bit creepy. Uh, okay, I'm just just going to do a survey of your underwear. Have a underwear. look at these. Uh, oh. Have a look at these. <laughs> but, um, have, you, have you still got a gusset in those? Or? <laughs> oh, that, can you send them to me for examination? Uh, <laughs> Which is funny because that was what you graduated for was underwear. <laughs> yes, yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, as long as you're washing them in the hot wash, though, guys, you are killing off bacteria, so it shouldn't be too bad. Um, but yeah, genuinely, six to twelve months. Which is news for everyone because I wonder how many, uh, literally the next bin day is just going to be all pants and socks out yeah. of people's drawers, right? Well, yeah, which I, is I can tell when, you, you know, resources are scarce. We What, what we don't <laughs> want is more manufacturing, more people shipping stuff over from China or whatever. <laughs> what? I can tell you the Dadsnet community, based on the live audience tonight, do not think that that is an acceptable time period. Executive producer Connor from our Patreon page, uh, has chimed in with sod off. There you go. <laughs> there you At go. least we hope that's in relation to the... <laughs> <laughs> like, have, have, you, have you got a pair of... Okay, this, sound, um, this could be a creepy question, actually. I was just thinking off the top of my head just to add a little bit more to the end. But like, do you have a pair of boxes, though, like, that are your... The ones, you know, like if you put them to one side because they're the ones, like, they're your special ones or you like them, they're the ultimate comfortable ones. I got, I've got a pack. i got a pack. One okay. specific pack, and I can't remember where I got them, so I can't go out and buy more of them. But they are very comfortable. Okay, I um I bought specific pants for the wedding day as well, which I've actually got a, a variation of those on today. You know, so like I bought <laughs> wedding day pants because I just thought, you know, you got to wear special pants on your wedding day, right? Right. What What are those ones? Like month well, one. <laughs> yeah, these, these yeah these have only had, these, they're only on their second wear boys because they've only they've yeah. been pretty much, but because I got married in Greece they've got like almost like some Greek hieroglyphics around the top so uh, oh I oh. thought they actually said wedding day oh no 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 oh right okay no, that's what I meant what are these ones <laughs> no no they're not like the CK ones with wedding married just married around the top I mean it's probably someone sells them on Etsy though don't they I've I've got so many socks like Jack groomsman and then oh, the day uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have that, also that is a m- humble brag. 
Yeah, it really is. Isn't oh, it? I'm everyone's mate. I've been in groups with so many times. Pretty much all my socks, guys. <laughs> so, following that revel, did you get any first sparkies? Because we, I oh, know we didn't go, did we? No, oh, no, no, no. Um, so, following that revelation, the pants revelation. You know the revelation about jeans, right? You know how often you meant to wash jeans, right? Danny will be listening to this. Probably not now, but when she downloads it, she will be listening to this, and she does not believe me. Yeah, you're not meant to wash them, are you? Nah, not ever. Meant to wash them? Apparently, no. Apparently, you don't wash them ever. You just like sponge them down a little bit, and that's it. Which just I wait don't... till the dirt dries and then whack them with a stiff brush. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't think that that doesn't seem very hygienic to me. Yeah, but what... that's what about when a toddler's got yogurt hands and decides he wants to cuddle your leg? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like that. That's going to leave a, a, a milky. Sour milk smell that you don't want. But, on your jeans. but you know what it's like. You get you have have a pair of jeans. They're very nice. You wash them once. Oh, they faded a little bit. Then you wash them twice. Oh, no, getting a bit quite faded now. By the time you've had them a year, they're like just this tatty old pair of things hanging off you. Yeah. Like denim's supposed to be long lasting, not just. Don't yeah. get me started though, Jack, because jeans aren't denim anymore. They're all this elasticy stuff. You know, they're not like <laughs> you know what I mean. They're not proper denim. Don't get yeah, me started. I just, I just felt mine. They are. They're like, it's not the same. It's not the same thing. Would you prefer faded jeans or yogurt hand jeans? I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure. Get enough yogurt hands on it and it just looks faded anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, good point. There we are. Also, if your jeans are constantly covered in yogurt, it just hides all the other stains. As soon as I started that, (laughs) I realised what that sounded like. And that's not where Can I Can you elaborate, going. please, Jack? What other stains <laughs> might you have when you're jeans, mate? <laughs> I've, I've got a load of um, really nice vintage suits, and uh, I used them. I used to be this. I mean, this is a humble brag. I used to be the PA announcer at Scum Pop United, and <laughs> I used to wear these, and it was quite nice. It was quite a light thing. I used to get a bit of banter off the fans because of it, and it was just, you know, I enjoyed wearing them, and it was a nice excuse to wear suits every so often when you a slacker like me you know you don't get that chance very often yeah. um but it coincided when the period where both of my children were very young so they've all got baby sick over the shoulders or over the- <laughs> <laughs> and it costs it costs more to have them dry clean than it costs to buy them from the charity shops that i got them from so it just doesn't seem worth it really ah, no nah, just stick with them as well so no one invite me to a wedding because I've got no suits to wear. <laughs> uh, Jack, what's your new story? The announcer's got no suits. The announcer's <laughs> got no suits. Got sick on his shoulder. Got sick <laughs> on his shoulder. Okay, right. My my story, I do have one. Uh, there is an inventor, right, who I think has come up with the next gen of gaming. So... We had PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, blah, blah, blah. I should have gone with the Xbox ones because the PlayStation ones are just quite easy, aren't they? I didn't really need to run through. Thanks for counting for us. The the numbers. (laughs) I thought that was going to be more complicated, but it wasn't. Okay. He's panicking. So we've had all of that. And then we had the Oculus Rift. Okay. Suddenly gaming is virtual reality. Whoa. How can it get any more realistic? than that this inventor has strapped explosives to the oculus rift okay Uh, okay and if you die in the game you die in real life (laughs) 
Well, that is one way to get better at a game very, very quickly. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that's his That's his point. He says, like, you will go into that game and you will give a shit about what you are doing. Right. Like, it makes it so much more immersive and real life because there is a real consequence to... Well, like, you, it's not like GTA where you can just go in and go like... Isn't the point of gaming and don't get me wrong i'm not a gamer so i might be wrong here but isn't the point of gaming to be able to do all that stuff without the real life consequences yeah otherwise you might as well just do it in real life like you know you might as well play gta in a real car and die in reality rather than die in virtual reality like surely like what it's absolutely pointless right what the hell yeah no actually i see that point because it's like, <laughs> if you're doing jumping over roofs or whatever, you know, like these parkour people doing mm. stuff, you might as well, if you're doing that in virtual reality and you're going to die if you mess it up, you might as well just do it for real and then die in real life anyway, you know? like See, I what I want to know is where he's taking this next. Because in GTA, what, are you going to get chlamydia if you have sex with one of the prostitutes? Oh, and you're always going to gonna... do that, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't forget to shoot them after and get your money back. Sorry, that's in the game. That's not in reality. But like... Terrible lesson. <laughs> and it's always, GTA. always treat your prostitutes well. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing I learned from my dad. Hey. And if you... <laughs> it's okay, he doesn't watch. <laughs> if you if you eat a certain type of pill, you'll be able to eat ghosts as well. That's another one uh, that you know. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reality, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's from Jim's generation of gaming. Yep, exactly. You <laughs> 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 lose that really important game of pong as well, and you oh, you'd be really disappointed. Oh, so annoying. Um, so I, I, I sense this is an opportunity to have a little um, a little partnership with the Loose Dads. Who is going to take on this chance and play the explosives Oculus Rift game? Maybe that's where Brad is. <gasps> Maybe so. Yeah. He's beta testing it. <laughs> Be careful, Brad. Be careful. <laughs> Uh, if you want, we mentioned the Patreon. If you want to help support this podcast, we would, I mean, obviously love you to do that. It was a ridiculous thing to say. If you want to support this podcast, no, don't. It's all right. It's fine. No, please do. <laughs> uh, we've got loads of uh, different tiers of Patreon membership, and you could get things like uh, monthly meetups with the Loose Dads. You could get an executive producer credit. Uh, you could also get some bonus content as well, where we talk about kind of geek stuff. Not all like the jack's geek stuff sometimes it's married at first sight as well that me and sparky had a good old chat about that um get on to patreon.com slash loose dads and make sure that you sign up there and you'll get loads of good stuff and you'll be officially better than everyone else than listen that listens to this podcast so if that's not a big enough sell I don't know what is. Big question on the way. We're going to be answering a question about chores when you were little. Have a think about that. What you used to get paid for when you were little. We'll talk about that in a bit on Loose Dads. Now, uh, Dadsnet has teamed up with Farshaw and we are running this study on the positive impacts of dads reading with their children. So a load of dads have got a load of books that they've picked with their kids and they're going through them, they're reading as much as they can, hopefully every night, and they're filling in their diaries and, and telling us 
how it's getting on and and how it's going with them and um it's just been a really good opportunity to get into some kind of different books because i don't know about you but have you had the thing where you tend to read the same book every night uh or you know kids just want the same thing over and over again and you're like this was a great book three weeks ago Mm. um but now i think i can still recite peewee the kiwi word for word oh really (laughs) (laughs) but it's still all in a new zealand accent of course yes kiwi was a very lonely little kiwi nice very nice thank you Um, apologies if i just offended anyone (laughs) (laughs) i hope those people from new zealand had signed up to the patreon before you did that (laughs) because otherwise we're not going to get them but yeah so i mean accents when you're reading that's a big part of it has that been part jack of your i love uh, it i love it we're reading flat stanley at the moment okay we've got this bumper book of flat stanley flat books stanley, wow. like, do you remember flat stanley yeah that's a throwback yeah um and and so when we're reading it with jake and he's like he every time we go anywhere we're like do you want to take any toys he's like can i take flat stanley yeah sure <laughs> uh the other night he was he woke up in the middle of the night and he wasn't feeling very well. And he got in our bed and he was like, can I just have a chapter of Flat Stanley, please? <laughs> I was Aww. like, oh, yeah, of course you can. <laughs> but I'm doing all the voices. So you've got Mrs. Lambchop. Mrs. Lambchop is very well-spoken. And then I hadn't got to the bit where he said that Mr. Lambchop was well-spoken as well. So he's northern. You know, oh, Mr. Lambchop. <laughs> uh, you can be northern and well-spoken. Uh, yes, well-spoken, sure. given confirmed. the circumstances, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but then we're in a book where there's like, a load of little alien people. And so all their voices are very, very much like this. And I thought that was great because they're not going to have big speaking parts, are they? I just read a whole bloody chapter tonight where it's just these people talking. I'm going, oh, no, it's a, it's a, oh, no. <laughs> said President Ott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah. I should have uh, should have thought that one through. <laughs> yeah, Sparky, uh, how's it going for you? Is is Jackson any more kind of in because he wants to read them, right? But he's too. Yep, he's doing that classic. <laughs> uh, you know, the same when we're like trying to play with Lego. He's like, "Come play with my Lego." Then you pick up one piece. Of it, he goes, "No, I'll take that piece and starts building with it." And it's the same with the book. You try and read the book to him as well, and he's like, "Well." I'll take it. I'll hold it. I'll hold it. Um, but did have a proud day today because Tuesdays are his library day with his nanny. He goes to singing at the library and then he gets some books out. And, you know, definitely you can see the results of us doing this reading, you know, has really definitely grown his his love for books because he bought five home today from the library. I don't know why. Nice. Wow. He even bought one that was just because he just likes picking them by the pictures and stuff because that's how we pick them off the, you know, for Farshaw, like I was showing them on the website. Um he brought a book that's translated into Mandarin home. Um, he can't read Mandarin, <laughs> but you know, he liked the pictures and, and of course his nanny doesn't say no to him. So he could have that. And I thought that was brilliant. But the proud he's moment. So clever. It's like he's two and a half. He's fluent in Mandarin. Of course he is. <laughs> but the greatest thing did happen today, which it was a proud moment. So he, he was with his nanny at the library. And when I went to pick him up today, she said, um, he told the librarian that his daddy reads books to him. Oh, and, nice. and so that is the, that's the ultimate payoff. Cause so he, he went, my daddy reads these to me whilst he was getting the books out of the library today. And so I've, I've thought about that a couple of times this evening, you know, oh, when you just like, nice. and I was just like, okay, so that's great. And so that's absolutely what we're trying to do by, you know, this connection with, you know, with our show, like, you know, and yeah. trying to encourage dads to read with kids. And 
let me tell you, that feels, I mean, it's just, you know, because he loves his mum for everything else. He rejects me all the time when he wants to speak to his mum, the supervisor. Uh, but today I got a credit because he told the librarian that his daddy reads the books to him. No, there you go. That's definitely a win. That's good. <laughs> With uh, for us the um the, the surveys sort of the studies come at the the right time because my son is just starting to read so he, oh, well he's in year one now so he's had like a year of sort of okay. slowly building up and getting kind of the the phonics and, and and things like that and so he's really getting into it the books he's chosen are like a little bit more advanced but it's really good because now he wants to give them a go as well he's got these Beano books so uh, Dennis and Nasher books which are awesome. very good written by um. IP Daily is what it says on the comedy gold every time we uh, pick up the book and talk about that. Um, but he's he's really trying to read them himself, and you know he's he's getting there. He's you know it's tough, uh, you know, because it's it's for a more sort of grown up um, kind of reading ability. But he's he's trying his hardest, and I think it's probably really helping him with his school stuff as well which is great mm. so uh, we look like a1 parents which is amazing i'm yeah, happy absolutely. about that um so yeah what we'll do is we'll keep people updated with the results of this study and um, you can find out more about it on all of the dad's net channels and uh, we'll put a link into the podcast description as well so it's far short and dad's net doing this reading study right let's do the big question of the week big question of the week the big Question of the week. The big question of the week. This week we asked on the Dadsnet social media channels uh, what chores you were paid to do as a child, which I think is very interesting for dads as well uh, and and mums, you know, all parents, because it's good to know what to pitch for your kids, the jobs that you don't want to do, you want them to do, and how much it will get you in return so did you two do chores when you were little did you get paid for anything sparky what was it for you uh so this is guys where i got my uh, green fingers from the gardening uh from uh, <laughs> nan and granddad i used to help my granddad at the allotment and um so like jobs like shelling peas was was one of the uh one that would get me pocket money to be able to buy right. something down the post office from my nan's house or was you it know, like a penny a pea it, oh no no it was just like 50p if you just did this carrier bag full of peas that my granddad right, just okay. picked from the allotment but you know you always had to dodge maggots and stuff like we'd have a big bowl on my nan's kitchen table it's like brilliant no, I memory no have you not have you never didn't you have to oh it's really like fresh maggots out of my dinner no <laughs> no not out of your dinner so no, so nan would you'd just be sitting at my nan's kitchen table and you just pop the pea pods and then there'd be somewhere yeah maggots would get in and then he'd be like oh maggot one man and then you know it was just like a <laughs> a bit of fun. You'd have to throw those ones away. But uh, yeah, those... Classic childhood fun. That, <laughs> all the good things. <laughs> Shelling peas, guys. Uh, Another one. Digging over my granddad's allotment. And um, yeah, then was one time when we got a load of broad beans, which we had to pick, uh, because my granddad, we had so many. I mean, it's one of my nan's classic stories that she used to tell all the time. Like, oh, we had it one year. We had a glut of broad beans on the allotment and we sold them to the local fruit and veg shop and he bought a load of them off us. And uh, and so when we did that, 
they let me in on the profits because I helped them sort oh, them. Right. So oh, I think nice. I remember getting myself one of those uh, bow and arrows with the suction caps on the end, you know, the <laughs> like one of them <laughs> yeah. from above the, you know, they used to have all the toys in the post office like pinned up and you get the lady to come back from behind the counter to, yeah. to take one yeah, down yeah. for you. Like, yeah, that, that that's a good memory. And yeah, that... That was how I used to earn money doing, and that's why I love gardening now, boys. So. I can uh, I can get one of these because I'm uh, earning the big bucks now. That's what you were like, <laughs> weren't you? When you were in for my own bow and arrow, Nan. So don't worry. Uh, <laughs> P Diddy. <laughs> yeah. P Diddy. All right, Jim. I'm small. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack, what was it that you did when you were little? Um, so washing the car, like it's a classic, isn't it? Yeah. I used to get. Well, I mean, Sparky got 50p for his bag of peas. I got 20 quid for washing the car. 20 quid? 20 quid. Maybe it was a tenner. Maybe it was like 20 quid when I was 16 and I definitely didn't want to do it. 20 Still. quid? I don't think yeah, I'd I pay a professional 20 quid. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, I did a worse job than, yeah, yeah, if you'd have paid someone. Yeah, I'm sure you can get a full valet round here for 20 quid. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm making myself sound... A bit too middle class with my, my jobs and my payments. Because <laughs> yeah. the, other, the other one I would get paid money to do was to um, to transport the logs down from the driveway into the cellar so that oh. they could oh. try oh, okay. out, oh. ready for us to burn uh, on the fireplace <laughs> over the winter. <laughs> I used to get a pound of, every time I stoked the fire, it was a pound of stoking. Was it? <laughs> I was going to say it was probably fifty quid for doing the logs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's when when Jack grew up in Downton Abbey. Um, I, I did live in a converted convent. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Why did you not know this? Exactly. I had a swimming pool, tennis courts. Did you? Um, did you get? We actually, I think we did know this, didn't we? Mm, yeah, I think we have talked about. We've this been doing this, this. This is literally our one hundredth episode. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. I forgot that we were meant to be thinking of stuff to do for the hundredth episode in the last yeah. week. And no Happy one hundred, guys. <laughs> Happy one hundred. As head of podcast, you didn't even bring your cake. You tit. Like, what? <laughs> come on, like, come, come on. You didn't even like get some fireworks or something in the reduce section. Mm, no. In the in the in the convent, the old convent. In the, hall. in the old convent, did you um, <laughs> did you get into any bad habits? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I wouldn't put the pool cover back on when I've finished using it. So. <laughs> bad boy. Nice. Bad boy of the convent. That's yeah, what they call exactly. it. <laughs> wow. But um, I remember, sorry, just on the Sparky saying he bought a bow and arrow. When I was even younger, I, I used to do drawings um, of pogs. <laughs> so you'd get the design on a pog. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I'd copy that and draw it onto a piece of A4 paper. I would then sell that to my grandparents. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, Jack. You're a hustler. Um, and take that money to the DIY shop to buy balsa wood. <laughs> so that okay. I make inventions. Oh, oh. The, like nothing about the cycle of that really makes much sense, <laughs> unless your grandparents were laundering money. In which case, mm, fine, mm, go for it. Yeah. I've, also, in- <laughs> I've also realised that this podcast is supposed to be like our relatable podcast, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. and I've just spent the last five minutes being thoroughly unrelatable. Yeah, sometimes I polish the servant's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> We we had very a kind of a, a set thing where there was like a Saturday morning routine where 
Uh, I would take the upstairs of the house and uh, I would polish that and vacuum that. And my brother would take the downstairs of the house. He would polish and vacuum that. Uh, but then as part of like a, a sort of ongoing thing, it was a, a flat rate that we got paid for all of the things we needed oh, to do. Come on, Jim, was it half a shilling? I don't know what no, was the word. Come on. Kid, ape me. Tuppence, yeah. <laughs> Thruppence. <laughs> come on. Come on. Part, part of it was uh, we had to alternate making cups of tea, me and my brother. And my mum and dad, and I drink a lot of tea, my mum and dad outdrink me in terms of cups of tea. Oh, wow. And looking back, for probably about five years before I left home, I don't think they made a single cup of tea for themselves because <laughs> we were too busy going backwards. But it got to the, the point where we'd have to remember whose turn it was to make a cup of tea. We had to have a list by the kettle and we'd <laughs> write down our names when we wrote a cup of tea. Then we started writing messages by them for the next person who was coming, for the other brother, then they became kind of abusive. And then, uh, <laughs> then the list descended. system was scrapped. Yeah, exactly. Because it just, it was, there was a toxic atmosphere to be honest. Um, and uh, I remember there was one time when I was very cross, did not think it was my turn. I put cornflakes in all the cups of tea. And, <laughs> and I was oh, probably oh, a lot older oh. than you'd imagine <laughs> I would have been. <laughs> the oh. ultimate, that's the, the protesting 101. That's what yeah, they yeah, uh, yeah. just up all want to do. They want to put cornflakes in everyone's yeah. tea to pee them off. I, I remember, I remember um, every now and again, I'd roll cigarettes for my dad. Because he smoked those little roll-ups with licorice papers, horrible brown. Oh God, I remember those dank-looking things. They had a little tin, Um, so I would do that not as a job, like I didn't get paid for it. But um, one time in protest, I filled the entire cigarette except for just the end bit with filters. (laughs) (laughs) So once he got you know four or five puffs in, it was just a thick billowing black smoke. That'll learn you. Oh, I thought you'd have to roll his cigars on your thighs or something like that, you know, just in keeping with no. the whole middle class theme. Uh, no, I did. I, he did. He did smoke a pipe for a while. Oh, right, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this person here washed the uh, washed the old boy's car ten at a time. Who was getting paid all this money? Ten Young for people. this bloke. Yeah, okay. You, yeah, yeah. When because of inflation. All right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the answers to this on. Um, on the dad's net facebook page all said we did loads of stuff we didn't get paid we got food and bored <laughs> because everyone's like matilda or something you got food and bored you were lucky eh? exactly people hey. oh, love wallowing but i like this one uh, midori says i did the ironing got enough money to go ice skating travel there and back happy days you know, nice life. Come not on. bad see that's it when you were actually saving up for something I was excited. Your mm. bow and arrow must have been the oh, man. Uh, the, the joy of uh, of having put those hours in. It's, exactly. It was worth shelling all them peas, guys. Sorry, that was the broad beans, actually, that got me the bow and arrow. Oh, oh, yeah, right. okay. <laughs> the, the, the glut of broad beans, <laughs> as Minan would say. Which you didn't put any work in for, did you? You just, uh, you just made <laughs> no, no, that. I, they grew, and I just helped pick and sort, <laughs> pick and sort. And it, it is worth mentioning that Sparky does have a YouTube channel, The Urban Gardener, and he can't take yeah. it off the internet because he hasn't got the password. Wow, guys, and this is not going to make me sound any cooler. I managed to <laughs> finally found out, uh, find out the web, uh, the email address I have to be able to take those videos down. So if you, if, if I continue to get abuse on them, I will take them down. Oh no, uh, you can add more videos now. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, maybe so, but because let's, let's have a chat after this about like a dad's net series of gardening videos. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm in. I mean, you've got me. But uh, <laughs> do you know how I found out my uh, my the email address because it's the email I've used for my Pokemon Go account, and we recently <laughs> got back into Pokemon Go, me and my new wife, and <laughs> I actually emailed the Pokemon Go app to say I can't remember my email. Can you help me? And they and I gave them my username, and they said, oh, it's under this email, and I was like, oh, it's is that and so i'm back in guys and is it um, like your first ever hotmail address or something you know it's like a sideline one i thought because when people when pokemon go first came out everyone was like oh they're only doing it to steal all your information so i made a separate email <laughs> account you know and actually everyone's stealing your information these days so you might as well go for it yeah. but if you're wondering guys level 34 and my charizard is still strong so that's fine <laughs> Sorry, is that are you talking about your marriage or Pokemon Go? <laughs> Pokemon Go, guys. Okay, right. Okay, right. <laughs> Just thought I'd check. Yeah, um, did it like I, I guess I was quite old when uh, email <laughs> came out. So <laughs> I just had one that had my name in it, you know, like a normal oh, person. Boring. You two, I imagine, were quite young. So I was hoping oh, that you had a really embarrassing email at first. Evil banana. Evil banana. Evil you- underscore banana. Of course, because uh, there was already an evil yeah. banana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I also had Mr. Underscore Wallpaper. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I think, uh, embarrassing, I think mine was like ripped off of Keenan and Kel because I used to pretend to be Kel from Keenan and Kel at school. <laughs> so I was like, not the real Kel or something. I know something like that, guys. Oh, it's cringy to say and that out loud. Did you two ever actually <laughs> apply for jobs using these emails? No. <laughs> no. No, that was the moment I set up a different email address. Because <laughs> some people did not do that. And mm. uh, Glitter Princess 39 at <laughs> Gmail <laughs> was never going to get that job. Uh, this is Loose Dads from Dadsnet. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. If you could tell a friend about this and get them to listen, we would really appreciate it and we would love you forever. Not that we don't already love you, we do love you. Uh, if you want to join the Patreon, we'd love you even more. Patreon.com. We, you will get more love for the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because that involves cold hard cash so that's <laughs> you know always and uh, make sure you check out dad's net as well for parenting stuff um thank you very much sparky thank you jim thank you jack thank you jack thank you friends i mean sparky already preempted that oh, yeah. oh, you've R- oh, sorry uh, sorry because I, I always go thank you boys and i just thought i'd change it up this week see i'll just stay in my lane i'll stay in my lane yeah well, it was first time for everything. Uh, and thank you to Brad, who wasn't here, but he's, uh, he's, he's working very, very hard at uh, exploding Oculus Rifts. So, um, <laughs> and we'll be back next week. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye. Loose Dads, a Dadsnet original podcast. <laughs>